ready in Chumash. Alba, Shalosh, Stein. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P. I don't know. I am so confused. What is happening in the world? I mean, LA is on fire. <sighs> but I'm going to, we know what? We're going to have fun. We're going to have good, good vibes only. That's what I'm talking about. My son, my older boy, Ellis, went back to school this week. And because he goes to a preschool, it's like a private school. There's only 10 kids in the class. And it's been so great. He's been so happy. And the best part is, no back to school nights because of the germs. <laughs> I don't have to listen to endless droning of the teachers. Like they just send you an email like a normal person and then you read that email and then you know everything. You don't have to go and uh, pretend to give a shit, which is just fantastic so far. And he's just loving it. And um, so that's been exciting. And then also this week, um, I have switched from drinking tequila to drinking white wine again. <laughs> um, I tried going sober for a while during this quar, but I don't think I can last. I, are you guys drinking too? Zolo, what are you doing? I'm talking to baby Zolo today just to switch things up. Because how old are you? 21? Yeah. You poor thing. Like, I always feel bad for the youngins. Your life is just starting and you're in this shit shitbird situation. What are you doing to not be freaked out every day? Uh, just trying to stay focused, stay busy, just keep working, keep plowing yeah. forward. You're healthy. That's what a healthy person does. <laughs> you're not riddled with anxiety. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the most important stuff um, on, in my world. Firstly, this week, my older boy got into The Little Mermaid, the movie. Now... I watch a movie with him every day. I like to select classics. I'm all about that old school Disney. I love um, I love when they have adventure and fear and witches. And, you know, it shows kids that, like, life is actually scary, but that you can overcome obstacles. And uh, and that's just great. And, and the best part about him liking The Little Mermaid is that I know he is what? Heterosexual. All right. Boner alert! Because even as a mom, even as a lady, like Ariel is objectively, I'd say one of the hottest um, lead characters that Disney's ever produced. I mean, besides Sleeping Beauty, super hot. Um, I don't know. I'm, I only know the old school jams, but it's really cute for me to know that like he he secretly likes Ariel and he's afraid of the witch and. Uh, and then we got into a discussion about why people are bad and why people are good. <laughs> That's the fun with a four-year-old. I'm like, well, uh, uh, Ursula is bad because she didn't have good parents growing up. Not like you. You have good parents, so you're not going to grow up being angry at people who are thinner and prettier and uh, happier than you but uh i loved the little mermaid even as a 13 year old when that movie came out my stepsister cindy and i would go to the movie theater I've, i saw that movie like two or three times in the theater as a 13 year old and i would smoke cigarettes in the mall <laughs> like it, you know right outside the theater but something in me really resonated 
with that story of the little mermaid uh, but it's interesting to watch it now as an adult because you're like well what's what's really the theme here is that uh, so she falls in love with somebody outside of her tribe essentially and then uh, she has to make a deal with the devil uh, to grow legs to essentially accommodate the man and then um, they defeat the witch but then she has to give up her life to be with Prince Eric who I get it is a 10 like he's really hot but at the same time I mean why does she have to give up her mer life you know what I'm saying like why doesn't fucking Prince Eric grow a tail a fin and go and live with the mermen under the sea where everything's better because we learned in that song, down where it's wetter, it's better. Take it from me. Like, there's no war. There's no chaos. Everything is great, except for Ursula, who they defeat. Like, bitch, why don't you go to her house? You know what I'm saying? So that's still, there's still a little conflicting messages. But what do I care? I'm raising boys. <laughs> not my problem. I'm not raising a girl. Uh, you don't have to enlighten so much. Uh, but it was really cute to watch him get his like his little crush. And it got me thinking back to, like, your first animated crush, which for me was Mighty Mouse. Do you guys know who Mighty Mouse is? Will you Google Mighty Mouse? So I was four about Ellis's age. I remember having my first sexual awakenings at watching Mighty Mouse. And it's so, there he is. It's so weird for me now. Like I was in love with him. Like I would lay, I remember in bed and just be like, I just love Mighty Mouse. Like, you don't know what you can do with Mighty Mouse. Like, you don't know that sex exists or Frenching or, like, fingering. You don't want that. You just you just want them to, I don't know, you want to, like, hug. I just want to hold his hand so hard when you're four. And it's creepy now because you're like, oh, that's, that's, an, that's an animal. They've just anthropomorphized a, a mouse. And, like, I have sexual or whatever romantic feelings towards an animal it's very fucking weird like what did you guys get do you remember your first animated crush or your first like four-year-old zola what what was your first little boner that you had i really like sleeping beauty you mentioned uh, her i've always been into blondes I'm oh like, yeah google beauty google i think i was into sleeping beauty i might be <laughs> half gay because i remember watching that she was aurora that's her name I remember being a little girl and being like, if I get to look like her when I grow, <gasps> look how perfect she is. I mean, I, I know I played the trailer for Ellis and I was like, you ever heard of Sleeping Beauty? There's a witch in that one. Cause like he likes the witch Ursula. And I played that and he's like, no, I don't want to see it. And then he just stopped when she came on and he was like, oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> that was so cute. Yeah, she's great. Who else? Okay, what? Uh, who else gave you guys boners when you were four? God, she is perfect. Uh, the the chick bunny from Space Jam. Yeah, <laughs> chick bunny from Space Jam. That's so confusing. <laughs> like, right? Like, were you at all conflicted about being sexually feeling towards a, an animal? Uh. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It was a, it was very confusing. <laughs> but I was just like, hey, you know what? My body's reacting the way it's supposed to. This bunny is hot AF. Yeah, Google her. The space was Space Jam, Space Chick, Space Jam. Was that the for the car, the cartoon is from? Yeah, that's fine. I remember it. I remember this this whole era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she is. It's just so weird that they sexualize right. Like she's a bunny. 
but then they put her ears down to look like a ponytail and then they put short shorts on her and a crop top and she's got tits like what bunny has a rack it's so weird yeah but i guess oh that's the love interest for bugs I even Pepe Le Pew, I remember having somewhat sexual feelings for growing up. Pepe Le Pew, because he was like, was that, is that, was that, was Pepe canceled by the time you guys were? Because Pepe Le Pew was a rapist, basically. Everyone knows that. There he is. He would romance that girl and she would just run away from him. But you knew as a kid that Pepe was out of line, you know, like you, you got the feeling that that wasn't appropriate. I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyway. So we're into the Little Mermaid, thank God. I'm so excited that my son is, um, you know, normal. Just kidding. I don't care. I don't care if he had a hard on for Prince Eric. Honestly, I don't fucking care. But uh, but it's cute to watch him um, get all excited about that stuff. So also interesting article uh, about gender reveal parties. I came across this thing. As you know, I am a huge fan of the Grum. And um, Zolo, can you bring this up? I sent this to you guys on Instagram. Uh, they, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are really warriors <laughs> about um, these gender reveals. Did you happen to see the text under it? There, it's actually a, an Instagram post. <laughs> okay, guys. Now, <laughs> I've I've sent this to. Like everybody my age, like every Gen Xer. <sighs> okay. This is on this lady's Instagram. Gender reveal parties could never introduce an unborn child's gender. Why? Well, here we go, guys. Buckle up. I'm not even fucking sure I understand what I'm about to say to you, but just know that you're in for a treat. Here it goes. <laughs> because there's n no way for us to know a young person's gender or anyone's for that matter without them telling us. Sure, we can assume until further notice when they are infants, but one thing we cannot do is get caught up in the fallacy, and she writes in parentheses, mistaken belief. <laughs> do you know why? <laughs> Zolo, come on, you're, you're Gen Zer? Yeah. Okay, why do you think she wrote in parentheses mistaken belief after the word fallacy? Because people don't know what fallacy means? I think so. I think that's a really good <laughs> Number one, I would say that. And number two, I would even go so far as to say that fallacy, because it is similar to the word phallus and is therefore a patriarchal word, she wants to dismantle the patriarchy i'm just gonna fucking i bet that's what that is whoa i didn't oh, even think about that fallacy well of course you wouldn't with all your white privilege wow. your white male privilege yeah. your cisgender privilege uh, and the fallacy of conflating genitals with gender my genitals do not determine my gender assuming genitals determine gender is transphobic and intersexist, and in parentheses, oppression experienced by intersex folks, okay? A true gender binary abolitionist knows people have a spectrum of genitals and every gen gender variation and combination is valid. Okay, hey, listen, I, this is a discussion. I'm not in my, I'm way out of my depth here. Um, I don't obviously feel the same things this person does about their gender and how they express it. So I'm not even going to get into that. Um, that being said, gender reveal parties are fun. And 
you're not assigning a gender and an, an identity for that kid for the rest of their lives what maybe would it help to change the name like how about a a <laughs> a gender possible reveal or a gender Come on, help me out. Gender. Well, here's the deal, man. Yeah. You're conflating gender <laughs> with biological sex, oh. and they have nothing to do with one another. Oh, so budge. if you are going to do this, Go ahead. I think the most appropriate term would be a biological sex reveal party, and you have to make everyone involved know that there's a high likelihood that the kid's probably going to change their gender to something else uh later down the line well now see you're being trans sorry you're being transphobic and intersexist because <laughs> you just said there was a high probability that they will change their gender later so you're assuming that they're not happy with their current one and that you know what i mean you're making kind of a value judgment on that so you're right you're right <laughs> but They'll reveal for themselves Thank what you. they truly feel. Thank you. Say you speak this language. I fucking knew you would. <laughs> this is why I'm having you on, Mike. Because this language to me is a little foreign. I'm trying to learn it. And I feel like because you were raised in, in this stuff that you're fluent in nonsense. Yeah. In, I'm sorry. In... Hey. <laughs> And transphobic and intersex, this oppression experience, intersexuals. Um, what do you guys think of this? Like, be honest with me. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you my side. And I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm going to be so politically incorrect that I'm probably going to get hate messages and blah, blah, blah. This post was sent to me by a friend who is my age, who has children and a mother. And we both LOL'd our heads off. And then I sent it to about 10 other moms. <laughs> All of them were like, wait, what? Like, we don't, we don't get it. It's not, it's not, if you're like in your 30s, 40s, you're just like, mm, what, what? I don't understand. Hey, more power, you know, whatever. But it is absurd for us. How is this viewed in, in your generation? You're 20 years old, is that right? 21? Yeah, 21. Um, Be it, honest. It's a little... I mean, it's accepted, you know, I'm, okay. I'm in college and stuff, and this is kind of the norm, you know, everywhere's right. got to be a safe space, really kind of welcoming to everyone. So, um, yeah, this is kind of accepted, but I, I do think it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah. Because I, in my heart, if I'm being honest, you, when you hear truth, it resonates, right? When you mm -hmm. hear something that's real, you go... Yeah, I, all right. <laughs> Point. Good. But to stop a... Here's the thing. Gender reveal parties. Well, you're right. Maybe we should change them to... What is it? Sexual identification at birth? Biological sex. Biological sex identification. Yep. Parties at birth. P probable. Because sometimes they could be born. They could have mixed of genitals. They whatever. could be intersex. Correct. Yeah. Really all it is, these parties... You're. I think, you know, let's let's... Let's fucking walk on the planet, not in the sky here. The, the real thing is when you're pregnant and you're having a baby, the sheer excitement of like, who's this person inside of me? Who's growing? What is this? Are you a boy? Or are you a girl? You're just searching for any little morsel of getting to know this creature in your, inside of you. 
So when the doctor tells you or what your life might be like from here on, because there's so many things you don't know. And when the doctor gives you just that little piece of information, it's exciting. And, you know, you're not trying to define this person's identity forever and ever. Or you're not trying to hurt people that are maybe whatever, transgender, gender fluid. It's, not, it's just like the parents are just stoked. Like, oh, wait, more information. That's how I view it. I would be excited if I had a girl. I would be excited if I had a boy. I'd be excited. I don't care. You just, just to know that wonderful little being inside of you is what's truly exciting and interesting and whatever. Um, well, so that being said, Zolo, when one day when you get married and have a baby, will you have a gender or sorry, sex organ reveal party? Yeah, I mean, we'd probably do a gender reveal, but maybe like later down the line when the kid's like eight or nine or 13 and they, you know, decide their pronouns and how they want to be referred to. Right. Are you being serious? I can't. No, I'm definitely not. (laughs) Well, but that's an interesting idea. So for people who do have kids that are maybe trans or, or intersex or something like, yeah, maybe you have a sex, a sex reveal party and then later you do like have a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah right like 13 is when you come of age and or 15 or whatever in cultures mm-hmm. your adolescence and then maybe you have a second party dependent on you know what's going on with the kid yeah that's that there you go problem sure. solved problem solved <laughs> see my my only beef really truly with people that are loving to tear down and be woke about every little thing and complain about every little institution and i understand it i I think conscious raising is really important. And I think this is great because I go, okay, gosh, you know, I didn't consider what if that kid is trans? Yeah, that is kind of a thing to impose. And okay, okay. Um, but if you're going to tear it down, if you're going to dismantle, have, a, have an option. You know what I mean? Present a solution. Don't just shit all over everything that exists. I find that to be very... You know, gosh, that's just so like, it sucks. Yeah, okay, we'll fucking fix it then. You have the right, you have a, you have a right and to have a solution. You hear me, Zolo? Come up with a fucking solution, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Don't just complain to me. Everybody send a window. All right, you're so oppressed. Oppression, oppression. Goddamn, fuck your oppression. You want to talk about oppression? Listen to, um, listen to wonderful Fortune Feimster a big fat lesbian comedian who was on your mom's house. So she, she's aired. Yeah. Fortune's aired. You want to talk about oppression? My goodness. She grew up gay in the South and you know, there was no football team for her and she played boys football. She did everything despite her, uh, her circumstances. So anyway, I'm always inspired by people that say, fuck it, fuck society. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not just going to complain. Moving along to another very important topic at hand, Aaron Carter's penis. Did you guys happen to see? Could you go ahead and just see if that's up? (laughs) I brought up Aaron Carter on TikTok. We played on your mom's house. He's on there, and I had my spidey senses were tingling, tingling that he was going to act out or get weird in some way. And lo and behold, Aaron Carter masturbated for money on like an OnlyFans site yesterday and look at him. The guy has, he's got the facial tattoo. So, oh, va maron. I mean, poor kid. He's in, how old? I hope he's in, he's, he's of age, right? He's of age. Uh, I mean, he's hot. Like, look at that guy's ripped. Whew, God, to be that age. 
You just, you do one push up and you look that good at that age. Anyways, he, um, <laughs> he put himself online. So you tuned in. Is this it? Nude ass. Oh yeah. Dick pics. Like, let's see though. I want to see his leaked meats. Leaked meat. Yeah. Apparently he's got a big old hog. So he played naked guitar. He sang songs nude. And then he, uh, masturbated in front of people. So <sighs> drugs, you guys, this is why you pay attention to your kids when they're little. Look at him. What is he doing? It's just his tushes out. <laughs> he's like, hello. Why is there a cat covering his feet? Like he chose to cover his feet, but not his ass. It's interesting, huh? Look at him looking back. He's like, yeah, my shit's hot. Zolo, do you guys send each other dick pics? Your generation sends. Have you sent your penile pic uh, to ladies? No, it's never really been my move, but. Really? Yeah. But you know, like other kids in your class do yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely standard. <laughs> is there no fear of sharing the pic like like when a girl sends it to you she's not afraid that you're gonna just show it to all your friends which of course you will and should you know yeah. what i mean i yeah. mean i feel like a smarter person would have some fear of that but <laughs> you know okay <laughs> but they still do it they still do it yeah yeah. What age do you think this starts? The dick pic sharing. Ooh, they start young. Oh no. Is, yeah. Like what? I mean, early teens. Like thirteen? It's going on at thirteen for sure. Oh, Maybe not Christ. across the board, but there's thirteen year olds out there. Oh dick pics God! Sure. What a bad idea. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's worse than just doing drugs and stuff. Is sending people your genitals, right? <laughs> Eh, I don't know. Because <sighs> we were just doing smoking pot and cigarettes and like at least your, your junk wasn't out there. I mean, they do that too. Oh, God. All right. So what's the solution? What do I do? I take my phone from my kid? He doesn't get a phone until he's 18? No, I don't know about that, but I don't know. Monitor it. kind of. Monitor it. You, know? you know what you should do? Yeah, I'd be like, look, I look through all your shit all the time. Maybe not that much, but... <laughs> Have some talks with him and just kind of, you know, explain to him consequences and things that could happen if he's doing stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Legalities, too, because can't boys get in trouble for even receiving a sexual pic? What's the talk your parents had with you? I mean, when I was growing up, it was so new that I don't think they ever really uh, had a talk with me about that. Mm. Um, but I remember some, like like school administrators having some assemblies being like this is child <laughs> pornography if you're sending this out it's illegal and yeah they're really coming right about it because i think the legality is that even if you're sending it to somebody your own age isn't that considered child pornography yeah child pornography or something and mm -hmm. oh man what a nightmare so they told you just don't send them yeah okay Okay. But what about like Snapchat? Isn't that what that was invented for? So that you guys could send dick pics and have no record? Pretty much. I think so. <laughs> There's always a way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that people always um, create in service of sending dick pics or pornography. That's why so yeah. many things were invented. Okay. 
Great. So some more fun stuff to look forward to as my son's age. Um, another piece of news before we get into listener emails and stuff is uh, the Paris Hilton abuse. So I really wanted to watch her documentary. I still have not had a chance to. I'm assuming it's on the YouTubes now. It's a, it's a documentary about her life. And I have to tell you that um, it is out, right? I think it's out. I I haven't heard anybody talking about it. I haven't heard anybody <laughs> give a rip about this documentary. Does it say that it's out yet, you guys? Can you Google the release date? Maybe it's not out yet, but... So she was teasing that she's going to reveal a big abuse that happened to her September 14th. It's not the 14th yet. Oh, that's why. Okay. Um, so the, the abuse was revealed. And can you just Google Paris Hilton abuse? I want to see what the deal was. Now, what I read was is she went to one of those fancy bad kid boarding schools, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever had a friend uh, who's had really rich parents and then they send them away to these like boarding type schools to quote straighten them out or these wilderness survival camps to straighten out kids and she says she quote created a monster she opens about abuse between her okay go down go down what the fuck was her abuse that she said that she was abused at one of these schools 39 alleges hold on she was physically and emotionally abused including enduring beatings and solitary confinement after being sent to boarding school she also describes how she has been abused by five holy cow old boyfriends she tells the camera quote i feel like the whole world thinks they know me because i've been playing this character for so long no one really knows who i am Something happened in my childhood that I've never talked about with anyone. I still have nightmares about it. I wish I could bring a camera into my dreams and show you what it's like. It's terrifying. I relive that every night. I experience it this day. I'm still traumatized. Go down. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, okay, I, I'm not sure. So, she, so, this childhood abuse happened at a boarding school is what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. It's... uh. It's it's uh, it's tricky, right? Because you're like, God, that sucks that that happened to her. And then you're like, Oh, it happened at boarding school. Oh, <laughs> in Switzerland. Like you're like, Okay, I don't know. We'll see. I can't wait to see it. Though. I want to see it. I'm so excited. I'm fascinated by her. She's hot. She looks great. But it's also hard to sympathize, right? With like a super rich, super hot chick. And her whole thing was like, I'm super hot and super rich. You should be jealous of me. So anyway, let's see what happens. In mom news, I have discovered, so someone gave us a while ago, an inflatable bouncy thingy. Go on Amazon, get yourself an inflatable bouncy thingy for your kids. They will play for fucking hours on that thing. Those bounce houses, I'm pretty sure... This is how children break their ankles and die. This is it. This is exactly the one that I have. This was given to us. Little Tykes inflatable jump and slide bounce house with heavy duty blower. It's so fucking rad. I inflate this bitch in the backyard and the kids go nuts all day. Money. I mean, I didn't pay for this one, but it is so great. You guys, you got to get yourself a bounce house if you don't have one of these or rent one or do something uh, if you have kids that are still home and what's neat about it though is that it is dangerous and I think I've reached a new point in my momhood that now I'm like I kind of I 
I risk, I go like, I do a cost benefit analysis of like, mm, how bad, how bad is my kid hurting themselves right now? Potential for risk versus them leaving me the fuck alone for five minutes and playing on this thing. So I usually wait for the first round of tears and then I'm like, all right, everyone get out of the bounce house. But I, for now I let them do it until the first round of tears, which is really cool. So it's just another thing you can do to, uh, yeah, to, to break up the monotony of having kids at home. Um, I had marital loves with Tom this week, which is great because I find that there's like a count, a countdown clock on marital loves. Let's be honest. Um, and this really helps wives is that there's just a countdown clock. It's like every two or three days, Tom gets really angry and agitated. And then I do sweet marital loves and it's like, everything's gone and he's great. And he does chores and it's fucking fantastic. So, um, I can't, I, you got to milk your husbands. It's like, I don't know why it, this needs to come with like a wife manual. Like you just got to milk them and get it over with. And it's going to be so much better just to milk your husbands. Tom is in such a good mood, uh, because I've been milking him now that he's had that vasectomy. Okay. Let's do, um, do we have some follow-up stuff or what are we at? Let me see. What well, we got, Zolo? We any voicemails? We don't have a lot of follow-ups, uh, but we have voicemails. Mom fails. Mom hacks. Go to that. Let me see. Let's see the the lineup here. What should we start on? I like to start. Let's do with what would Christina P do? Those are always fun. Do we have any? Oh yeah. Okay. Let's do voicemails first, and then we'll get into the emails. Gotcha. Thanks, James. Hi, main mommy. Um, I'm not a mom. I'm a nanny. Um, I've been watching the same girls forever. And the four-year-old this past summer has really got me on some of her questions and asked me the other day why we don't eat people oh. while uh, we were eating dinner. And I have never spit food out as a grown <laughs> adult, and I literally choked on <laughs> my food, on dinner. And, um, yeah, that took a moment of, like, figuring out how to even answer her so keep them high and tight thanks guys yeah that's interesting you mentioned that just last night i had a discussion with the e-man about because now he's into witches and good witches and bad witches and why are bad witches bad he said why are why are some people bad why are some people good why are some people smart why are some people not smart and like <laughs> to explain it's fucking complicated right so i mean I just explained it to him and like, I think he understands where you go, well, some people, uh, some people, it's not that people are good. Well, no, some people are born bad. Some people are born rotten. Some people are born uh, with bad parents and that makes them angry and sad and then they act out. Some people are born with uh, good genetics and they're smart. Some people are born with inferior, not great genetics and they're dumb, right? I, I just think some people are just born with different procliv proclivities and talents. But all right, why don't we eat people? Uh, that's a fucking really good question. And I'm trying to think if I even discussed this in philosophy class because we discussed we discussed everything. I think it's this, it's it's really an emotional decision, much like not eating dogs and cats. Some cultures do, some cultures don't. I think it is a moral decision, right? I mean, murder is wrong. Murdering other people is wrong, but murdering animals isn't wrong, <sighs> right? So it it is arbitrary. It's it's really not a matter of um, health. I think you probably could eat a person. I don't. I wonder what the meat would taste like. I think that, 
I think of you guys, I would eat Nadav first. <laughs> Just judging by his diet, because I think you would be the tastiest Nadav because I like the foods you eat the most, I think. Yeah. Your wings. I, br and, I bring the flavor, Christina. Yeah, like you're fortified with ranch flaves <laughs> and chicken wing flaves. And you've got tender meats. <laughs> and then Chris Larson wouldn't be much of a meal. I think he would just be very, you're very long and lean, Chris. And you eat healthy, so there's not a lot of fat. And Zolo, your meat is young. You're like a veal. Yeah. You'd be delicious, too. Tender. Tender little baby mm -hmm. meats. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see it. Let's Google, why don't we eat people? Let's see what Google has to say about this moral question. Yeah, why don't we eat other people? It's, why cannibalism and self-cannibalism is a bad idea. Is it a bad idea? I mean, I guess it would make people murder each other. Okay, cannibalism. Let's see. We've got all these ad blockers. What in the fr... Go down. Why don't we eat each other for dinner? Scroll down. Can you make it bigger? My eyes are old. <laughs> Humans may be the most dangerous game, but they're hardly the most nutritious. Oh, shit. A new slightly morbid study based on the calorie counts of average humans suggests that human eating was mostly ritualistic, not dietary in nature among hominins, including Homo erectus. And nearly early on, to find out how many calories an average body packs, one researcher used a pair of studies from 1945 to 56 that analyzed the chemical composition. On average, the male human contains... 125,822 calories of fat and protein. Okay, so it's really the point being that calorically we're not very dense. We're not good enough to eat and we're not nutritionally sound. That would make sense. I, I don't fucking understand. But other than being a faux pas and lending itself to murder, uh, it's probably a good idea just from a societal perspective. But uh, I would say the decision to not eat humans is mostly emotional. And there are just certain arbitrary emotional decisions we make. <laughs> right? I feel like this would be a good question for Dr. Drew. What are the health risks of eating humans? I know. I wonder, though, because you are what you eat, right? So we absorb the nutrition from the plants and the animals we eat. The plants and animals absorb the nutrition of their bodies from the plants and the things they eat. So why aren't we are, you know made up of the shit that we eat, which is animals. So it would seem logically okay, but I don't know. They're saying that calorically we're not dense enough to eat. Wow. I never thought I'd be answering that question on the mom show today, but uh, I, I, you know, in Korea they eat dog, and I was told never to eat street meat in Korea when I was there because they'd have no problem um, eating dog meat. I've eaten snake. That's pretty good. Yeah, you did in fucking China right before yeah. the virus happened. You were, you were convinced that you had it for a minute. Well, yeah, it was it was uh, that it was, was it was scary. pretty scary. I came back and then like right when I was talking about like my trip God. and how much I liked it, then the article started coming out about the vid. You know. <laughs> yeah. I bet you we get a lot of diseases from eating other people because humans carry so many disease, so much disease, I, I imagine. Yeah, and there aren't many people, well, who would I, I would eat Nadav first always. <laughs> Any I wouldn't eat because he's too skinny. There's not no meat on those bones. 
I would probably want to eat young children because they're just so fat and good. Like, they look tasty, you know? My two-year-old, I'm always like, I want to fucking eat you. Yeah. Yeah. I bet babies would be tasty. I don't know. Anyway, okay. Let's go to the next one. Next voicemail. Thought-provoking question. Very good. Very good. Hey, Mommy. Listening to your podcast with Katie Morton, and I would love your varsity mom opinion on if you think age alone is a qualifier for being ready to have kids. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. We have been married and owned a home for over three years, been in our respective careers for five to six years. We have become dog parents. We are financially secure and stable. We are so ready for life's next adventure, but we're only 25. I would love to know how Jesus. big of a deal you think this is. Thank you so much. Love all of the podcasts. You and Tom are fucking gold. Oh, Piss on me, beat me. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, wow. I mean, you're only 25. You've been with the same guy for 10 years. So you started, what's the math on that? Is all 10? 15. 15. <laughs> <laughs> Three years you've owned your home. That's miraculous. Five to six years established career, and you're done. I, I mean, look, you're actually more of a 35 year old when you do this math. That's fucking amazing. That's amazing. So, if you're asking me permission, yeah, go ahead and have a kid. I think, and I like this segment, by the way. I think we should start a segment where I'm like the Susie Orman of the mom world, where we know people call Susie Orman and they're like, Susie, can I afford to buy a jet ski? And then she goes, well, what's your income? What are your debts? So, like, you should have to call me before you decide to start trying to have a child. And then I go through your finances, your relationship, your maturity level, and I give you the yay or nay. So, sweet lamb, I would say that age, definitely you're a mature 25. You're out of the norm. Normally, I would say, fuck that, wait. But I think you should go for it. And you've practiced on the dog which is not that far off from children, especially a puppy is not that far off. Go for it. I say do it. And here's the advantages of having it at 25. You're in physically, you're in great shape. You can withstand the sleepless nights and the, you're, you know, your body can snap back. I say go for it. Have as many as you can handle and enjoy yourself. Because the benefit, I mean, I was just a late bloomer in many regards. So, you know, I just assume everyone else is just like me. But that's not the case. And I'm assuming you're somewhere like in the Midwest, not on the coasts where we start everything very late. So, yes, go for it. For what is it? Be, fru- be fruitful and multiply. You have my permission. Um, okay, here's a, here's a great one. This is, hey, Jeans, I have a three-year-old. I feel extremely guilty when my toddler wants me to play with them, and I just don't want to. I may be trying to clean or just trying to relax, and I feel like I'm always telling him no. He looks visibly sad. I try to play with him as much as I can, but sometimes I just don't feel like it. Do you experience this, and how do you handle it? Stephanie. Yes, Stephanie. Um, I'll never forget this conversation I had with um, a woman who had two children, two little boys, and um, I asked her one time, I asked her, I was like, (laughs) did you ever marry your mom? No, I was like, What's it like having two kids? And she said to me, she goes, you know what? I like everything except playing with them. And I was like, really? Because that's the part I'm most looking forward to is playing with my kids. I fucking, I'm a four-year-old, I'm a two-year-old inside. I love to play. 
But there are times too, I'm tired. I'm 44 years old. I don't, um, sometimes mom wants to just drink and watch you in your fucking bounce house. And that's all you're going to get from me. And, um, and that's normal. So a, I think mom guilt needs to be eradicated. I don't think we should feel guilty about anything. Cause for those of us that really do give a shit about our kids, I think they know that. I think your kids know that. So here's how I do handle it. Cause you have an only child, which is a little tricky. Um, I always have, you have a boy or a girl, a three-year-old. You don't, oh, you don't, you're not, you're smart. You didn't gender. Okay. <laughs> no, you say him. You use pronouns. Okay. Um, here's what you're going to do, Stephanie. My children are both really able to play on their own. I don't know if this is a temperament thing or because mom was like, yo, fuck off. I can't, I can't. I'm old. <laughs> I don't want to sit on the couch and you're just going to find something to do. Uh, get a dog. My kids love to fuck around with Bitsy all day and chase her around. And I have a series of tricks. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You just get that toddler occupied, especially boys. Toddler energy needs to be harnessed and focused in one place. You're going to go on Amazon. You're going to buy uh, you're going to buy a little plastic box, right? That's going to have a lid. They have all these little play boxes. What the fuck are they called? Station sensory. That's <laughs> my favorite, by the way. These they have these fancy names for things. It's called a sensory table. It is not a fucking sensory table. It's called uh, a plastic box with a lid. And they'll sell it to you as a sensory table, okay? You go to Ikea and you can get a box and you're going to buy yourself a bag of flour. You're going to pour flour into that box, put a little oil, a little vegetable oil, just a little into that flour just to make it. There, there's a sensory table for $100 or you can just go to fucking Ikea and buy a table. Um, there you go. Those kids look happy. Put You can buy sand on Amazon. I bought sand. I throw sand in there. You throw some toys in there. Um... And that way, like when you're cleaning, because it says, you know, you're, you're, you want to get your shit done, you're cooking, you're cleaning, and I get it. The toddler does not let you do that. If you set up a station next to you that they can do something, that always helps. I t my boys, I let them cook with me, or I give them a fake project, a fake cooking project next to me as I'm cooking actual dinner. I let them bake with me. They love that. Um, sometimes I'll just throw my toddler... Um, you know, a bowl with like, I'll let him crack an egg and just get all nasty with the egg. My, if I'm cleaning, I just hand the toddler an, um, a broom and let him pretend to clean right next to me. So sometimes just being in proximity to you and giving them an object and letting them run with it is, is really what's going to help. Water balloons. Gosh, uh, Dr. Hawkman brought over, there's these water balloons you can buy where you can fill like a hundred at once. So those are on Amazon. You just put those up to the hose, bro. And now you've got a hundred water balloons. That kid is occupied for at least 15 minutes. Balloons in general. Kids love balloons. Uh, my boys love fucking anything that's messy. The hose, just get them, get, get that toddler energy focused because when toddler energy is not directed at something out else outside themselves, it's directed at you. <laughs> And then they'll start pulling your hair. I have a black eye. I don't know if you can see that. My toddler, my baby uh, just hits me, just punches and scratches and they throw, throw a book at my face. They get bored. The thing is, it's not that they want to play with you. I think it's just that they're fucking bored. And so you need to occupy that motherfucker is what you got to do. There you go. Okay. Now you guys are lucky. None of you are married yet, so you don't have to deal with uh, in-laws mother-in-law dating 
Oh, God. My mother-in-law has recently begun dating a man who has recently spent 30 years in prison. (laughs) (laughs) For second-degree murder and a probation violation. Okay. He was kicked out of where he was staying, and now he's living with her. Cool. (laughs) We met him last week, and he didn't seem terrible, but I am still concerned about our children being around someone like this. Uh Uh-huh. My husband and I have two children, and I don't mind bringing them to her house as long as we are there. Our oldest, three, has only been there without us a handful of times. Now my mother-in-law is making a big deal of him wanting to spend the night there. I'm obviously concerned. My husband is not quite as concerned and doesn't want to upset his mom. He wants to give it a chance, (laughs) but I think the risk is too serious. How do I communicate to him that this is potentially a dangerous situation, Rachel? Yeah, Rach, if I may call you that. (laughs) Uh, Your husband is not quite as concerned, by the way, as you are, because he grew up with his crazy ass mom (laughs) and he thinks his mom is probably not normal, but this for him is probably just within the realm of shit that she's done her whole life. It is, however, not in your realm of normal behavior. So, yeah, yeah, don't let your fucking kids go over there, okay? Uh, You're the mom. You are the queen supreme of the house. You are the leader. You are the final decider of everything that happens to your children. It is your job to protect them. It is your job to make other people, you know, hey, you might make people feel uncomfortable because you're protecting your kids. Okay, so what? You know, uh, women were raised our whole lives to make other people feel comfortable and be accommodating. Uh, Yeah, fuck that. Not when it comes to your kids, you're protecting them. So he doesn't want to upset his mommy. Too bad. It's time to upset mommy. And you're going to have to say, if your mother wants to see the kids, she can come over here and visit. Um, I personally, I wouldn't even take them to her house. I don't know why that's even happening. Just because less control i like to what i like to do to bribe people to come to my house is i say um if you don't want to ruffle any feathers what i like to do is bribe people with free meals free meals and great accommodations hey you know what grandma the kids would love to see you why don't you come over and we'll make you a wonderful lunch we will feed you we will treat you like a queen and then you bugger off And, you know, I mean, if you can get away with like, hey, don't bring your creepy boyfriend, that would be great. The invitation is just for you. I mean, then you're going to ruffle boundary feathers big time. But, you know, you got to protect your kids. I don't fucking give a shit uh, about anybody's feelings personally. What do you think? Am I being too harsh? I usually am too harsh on these things, but. No, I don't think so. The guy was in jail for 30 years for killing somebody it's second degree murder josh (laughs) god you know either way like even if he didn't kill anyone being in prison for 30 years kind of makes you a little uh i don't know maybe not the most kid friendly person (laughs) so i'd probably try to keep my distance too yeah and look he's done his time he's paid his debt to society obviously but it's like you just you don't know the guy you know what i mean i don't give a shit if he was i don't know who he is it's like i'm i'm extremely weary of leaving my kids with anybody and by the way people that i I, i'll be honest 
I'm not even so worried about the, the prison stuff because that guy's paid his debt to society. 30 years is a long time. He obviously paid his debt, whatever. We, whatever. I'm more worried about um, uncle so-and-so next door or, or uncle so-and-so who comes to visit and he's, you know, letting the kids sit on his lap. That's who you get molested by from what I understand. Um, the, the fucking Eagle scout leader, uh, the priest who comes over and means well, it's the next door neighbor who wants to watch your kids all the time. Um, from what I fucking heard on podcasts and stuff, that's who's molesting your kids. Um, I would be, I, I listen, everybody's a threat as far as I'm concerned. So fuck no, 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 not everybody. But um, yeah, don't let your kid go there and tell, have a serious talk with your husband. Um, that if, if grandma wants to see the babies, guess what? They come to us and we treat her very, very well. We make accommodations, but we are not uh, leaving our kids there. No freaking way. No way. No way, Jose. I remember as a kid, like, I hated going to other people's houses. I especially hated being left at other people's houses, even if there are people I liked as a small kid, especially as a three or four or five-year-old. It's very scary for kids to be uh, at, at other people's houses. I didn't like it. I don't know. Right? It wasn't really creepy to be over at your grandma. Did you like your grandma, Zolo? Uh, well, my grandparents lived, um, like, uh, in different states and stuff when I was growing up, but any time I would be, like, um, left at a friend's house or anyone. Oof. It um yeah, I I never liked it. I never liked being away from home, away from my parents. It always felt weird. Right. It's it doesn't especially so young when you have young children. It's not you're you're constantly waiting to get back into your own environment. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I remember we even had this great old lady neighbor, a normal American woman, and she just she really was nice to me. Um, she was she was like the one one of the normal adults in my life like an american her husband's name was chopper like they called him chopper and they had a winnebago in the front yard and their lawn was perfect and they were just a nice older couple and i remember she would invite me over all the time just to play scrabble with her and like i part of me really liked being in such a calm normal environment because it was very foreign to me but then on the other hand i was secretly just kind of like a little scared and like oof, I don't like the smells are different in here like you're too normal like you're you wanting to talk to me and you know I don't want to answer you <laughs> kids don't want all that shit so all right on to another very important question hi jeans I've heard a lot of ads on your respective podcasts about bidets yes my favorite subject and I would love one for my own toilet but I have a six-year-old boy who is still learning to wipe all the way so there's no poop left after he dumps it out we only have one toilet in our home my question is how do you balance a bidet with having small children that are learning to clean themselves another way thanks for considering my question you got it love you all so much Christine yeah you know big question thank you for asking so my little ones they know they know to push the buttons on it and they know it makes funny beeps but they don't know they don't know the function of a bidet and I I really think that's some varsity level stuff to clean your a-hole with a spray of water and I don't think a little little kid is ready to have water touch their b-hole so um you know we just teach them like like I let them push some buttons for me. Like I let Juju flush. He pushes the button to flush. I let him push the button that sprays my asshole. But they have no cognition yet of like, oh, this can this that's what this does. Um, hmm. 
how do you balance a bidet with having sweatshirts or learning to clean themselves? I don't, I don't, they don't know what I'm doing when I'm pushing that button. Like I haven't explained it to them. I just say ignorance is bliss and just say, you know, like with everything, my, my little, um, my older boy wants to curse, you know, he's, he'll drop a fuck bomb every now and then. And I'll be like, bro, you just can't say that until you're 16. I would put an age on the bidet. Hey, you know, I see you're interested in that, but that's an adult thing. And you can't do that until you're, I don't know, 12 or whatever. I, I think kids have a real, clear understanding of adult things and kid things you know uh my son uh see me drinking wine every night and then they're like mom what are you drinking and i'm like well it's grape juice it's adult grape juice <laughs> and they want to always taste it and smell it. and i'm like no, no no you can have it at a certain age and then they seem to be satisfied by that explanation right did that make sense to you when you were a little kid? You were just a little kid like five days ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think when I was a kid, you know, you just felt like there's things that adults do and there's things that kids do and there's, you know, a separation right? between the two. Yeah, there's there's children's world and there's adult world. And I mm-hmm. I always felt like that was a good enough explanation. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just can't fucking do that. Yeah, for me, it was sitting in the front seat of a car when I was a little <sighs> kid. My parents, like, you know, they always made me sit in the back seat and I felt like... I remember asking older kids when I was little, like, are you old enough to sit in the front seat? That was like a big thing. <laughs> Such a big deal. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. My parents never, in the eighties, there was no thing. Like I was four and I would sit in the front with my mom and her Corolla, her Toyota Corolla. Like we just got into a car accident when I was four and you just, you know, you're like, well, well, too bad. I'm still alive. It's fine. Like they didn't, there was no fucking sense of like the kid should be in the back. It's really dangerous. Oh, this is funny. Here's some things I never thought I'd say. I have a two-year-old daughter that has become obsessed with my boobs again. We haven't breastfed in a long time. She now will come up to me and squeeze or even while laying down, peck them like a bird or face smack them. (laughs) I always respond, stop pecking my boobs. These are not for pecking or for face smacking. But I had to share because I bust out laughing each time. It's so weird. Have a great day, Christina. Oh, you're Christina too. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. It, there's an age where they come back around again to being obsessed with your tits. Um, my youngest one, Juju, I was wearing my bra in front of him the other day and he goes, take that off. Take that off. He wanted me to take my bra off and I go, okay. And then he goes, and he like gestures for me to bend down, bend down, I bend down. And then he just starts slapping my tits, like just slapping the shit out of him with both of his hands and squeezing them. And I'm like, all right, man, that's how, uh, that's how it all gets wired. You know, like, of course he's gonna, he's gonna marry some big titted blonde because of mom. Do you remember playing with your mom's tits solo? Do you remember that? Not really. Not when you're five, four. Well, from working on this podcast i kind of realized that my mom breastfed me till i was pretty old like i remember breastfeeding when i was like four and i thought that was normal um yeah it's not it's not when is the proper age to cut that off you know i think it's somewhat relative they they recommend one year of breastfeeding but i know mothers that do it until three or Four is a little a little older, yeah. You yeah. remember it at four? Maybe like three or four. Yeah, I, I definitely remember it. My mom's really kind of like a hippie, and she Aww. she never really gave me a bottle. It was always just here, come suck on my tit. Oh, but you know, you seem pretty well adjusted. So I don't I don't think it did it have any negative. Do you feel negatively about it? I don't think so. 
Yeah, right? Like, you seem pretty normal. Does your girlfriend <laughs> have big ones? Uh, no, they're not huge. Are you into, are you really into boobs because of it? Mm, I like them. Yeah, you're into them because of that. That's great. It's <laughs> a good thing to be into. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Better than uh, assholes, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, did your mom breastfeed you, Nadav? Do you know? I mean, I don't really have a memory of it. No. But, uh, I, yeah, it's definitely, like, not one of my first memories, like, coming online and, and uh, sucking on my mom's tit or anything. Yeah. Not like Zolo over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember because I remember being obsessed with my mom's boobs when I was like up until I would say seven, just really being just obsessed with how big they were and how hangy they were. And she uh, my mother would come home from work and take her bra off, which is like the first thing, right? Every woman does. And she would put on just like these tube tops you know these just just a tube i mean back in the 80s is very popular just a tube top and her just big massive mom tits would be hanging down and i was just so mesmerized and i remember doing the same thing like kind of swatting at them I'm like mom like poking her tits and being like what what's it like to wear a bra like is that heavy does that help your posture like you're why are your tits so hangy? Like asking her <laughs> And now look, I'm I have the same gift of big hanging sloppy tits to give to my kids. Isn't that nice how history just repeats itself? <laughs> Fuck. All right. Let's do some ooh, I love mom hacks. Do we have any do we have any mom Yeah. Hacks? Oh, I love these. Let's do a voicemail mom hack. Mommy, this is Jesse. So I have a mom hack for you. So my child is notorious for getting things thrown way back behind the couch. And instead of completely moving around furniture to try and get something out, what I've discovered works best is a measuring tape. So you could just lay down on the ground, stretch out the measuring tape, mm. hook it onto whatever's underneath there, and then let it fly back. This obviously works best on hardwood floors. I haven't tried it out on carpet. Um, but yeah, watch back or watch out for the snapback because I smashed the crap out of my finger. But anyways, good luck. Uh, keep it high, high, tight. Bye. That is a really good idea. So she's saying take a measuring tape, you know, because they're kind of hard, and then hook it onto whatever's behind the couch and then retract it, and then the object will come. Very smart. I also like to use a hanger. I use hangers a lot. Those are good. Also, um, old people use these grabber sticks. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the elderly or uh, they use little grabbers. You can get them on Amazon where you, like, you, you know, it's like you pull the little handle or whatever and then there's a grabby at the end and I use those everywhere too uh, especially when I was pregnant and I couldn't pick things up and bend over those are excellent for that very good very good here's another mom hack and a Pajitsky effect hey jeans I'm a mom living in Toronto and I have a mom hack for you my eight-year-old son is obsessed with dinosaurs and I recently discovered if if you google a dinosaur named google presents you with an animation of a 3d version of said dinosaur and if you click show in my space it will use your camera wow and put the dinosaur in your room stomping and roaring through the camera oh that is so cool my kid loves it and will blow half an hour just googling dinosaurs i tell myself it's super educational try it out so again here's how you do it 
okay. You Google a dinosaur name. Google presents you with an animation of a 3D version of said dinosaur. Let's see where the 3D version. I don't fucking know. Let's see. Said dinosaur. And if you click on show in my space, it will use your camera and put the dinosaur in your room stomping and roaring. Well, that is super cool. There's also another hack I love to use is go to... Uh, if you have the, the TikTok app on your iPhone, you open it up and there's so many great f- uh, filters on TikTok that if you just reverse the camera and you and your kiddos sit there and you can put on like goofy faces and do all those backgrounds for fucking an hour. It's a great waste of time. Okay. Also, Pajitsky effect is that I can buy more than one expensive perfume at a time. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I do not have to finish a bottle before I buy another. I'm also allowed to throw away old dry mascara. Yes. Like I can just buy more stuff. Why am I clinging to my bronzer palette from 2008? Probably because I don't think I need new stuff. It's therapeutic throwing shit out though. Love you, Amanda. Yes, Amanda. I 100% agree not only that i would argue that it's sanitary to throw out old makeup you have to otherwise you'll give yourself fucking pink eye using the same mascara forever and ever yeah it's meant to be used an old old um foundation i just threw that away today that i found yes you deserve it okay here are some other pajitsky effects for those of you who don't know what these are rob eiler uh who played uh, AJ on The Sopranos coined this term when you discover that you can do something differently that you haven't been doing. So here's a great one from Lauren. I grew up poor and so did my parents and my grandparents. That seems to be a common denominator with these Pajitsky effects. <laughs> it's like you, all, the people writing in are like, grew up poor, my parents are immigrant. So I guess this is a phenomenon amongst uh, poor people or immigrants. Um, I always taught to not waste things and hold on to things. By the time I was 18, I had so much stuff and I moved into a smaller house. I realized that I don't need to keep something just because someone gave it to me and it doesn't have a purpose or value to me. It's okay to donate it or just fucking toss it because who cares? Things are just things. Everything I have is very minimal and it's all stuff that I use. It's so much easier to clean. I also save a lot of money because I know not to buy things impulsively because in the future I'll just be throwing them out Lauren that is so smart Lauren I can't I, I agree with you 100% my husband taught me that too that just because you bought a piece of furniture doesn't mean you're beholden to it forever and ever and ever and that you can buy new furniture you can give furniture to people who need it besides yourself that is huge to donate it or just fucking toss it that is your right as an American to be a wasteful piece of shit do we have any um Pajitsky effect voicemails Mr. Josh we sure do all right I like to hear those. I like to hear your little voices. Hi, Mommy. This is Lori calling from Thousand Oaks. Um, I wanted to share my Pajitsky effect. I hope I pronounced that right. You did. Um, it is related to the dishwasher. So I grew up in a household where we only used our dishwasher for Thanksgiving and Christmas when there was, you know, a lot of dishes. So when I got married, my husband would always be like, why are you hand washing everything? Just use the dishwasher. And I was like... No, that's way too luxurious. Well, because it just was only the two of us, so it felt like you know it wasn't necessary. But then he's like, you know, you don't have to run the dishwasher right away. You can load after breakfast, load after lunch, load after dinner, and then run the dishwasher. So wow. that has been a game changer. I run that thing every single day. Yeah, I basically put everything in it unless it clearly is marked. Do not put it in the dishwasher. So 
anyways, just wanted to share that with you. And I also wanted to share um, a five-month postpartum, so my hair is falling out like crazy. I have not pulled a hair out of my own butt <laughs> hole, but I have pulled a hair out of my baby's butthole and my <laughs> dog's butthole. Oh. So, anyways, okay, just wanted to share that. All right. Bonus! Uh, your hair is falling out. Yeah, five months postpartum that you're going to experience that. It does help to keep taking, I think, your prenatal vitamins a little bit longer than you would. Also, there are supplements you can take. I wish I had that on top of Just Google hair growth supplements. There was a couple I took that really, yeah, let's see. Will you bring up hair growth supplements? This will help you so you're not just like pulling chunks out. I know, it's just the worst yeah, here we go. Nutrafol women, I think that's one. I don't know. Just Google that. On on, There's a bunch you can get. You shouldn't have to suffer. But I'm telling you, babies just suck the nutrients right out of your body. Ugh, you got to put that in. Um, yeah, you can run your dishwasher. That's an odd one that your parents only did it twice a year. Jesus Christ. Were you fucking Amish? Oh, sugar hair berry. I heard that one's good. Um, I think I have that one. Biotin. Biotin. That's what I took. Biotin. That's what you can take to make your hair grow back. Biotin. Um, yeah, you can run. Sometimes I run the dishwasher and there's like not a full rack, not a full load. I don't give a shit. I'll fucking do what I want. It's my life. Here's another one. I have three brothers and three sisters at the most crowded. Our house had all seven kids plus mom, dad, and Nana, 10 of us in what was barely a three-bedroom house. Ugh. I'm 34 years old now and live alone, but I've recently realized that when I cook for myself, I don't need to make enough food to feed a small army. Growing up, I got so used to dinner being prepared to feed so many mouths that I didn't even think that I could just cook less food if it's just for me. I do the same thing. I've thrown away so much food because you can only eat so many identical leftover meals in a row before you lose your mind. Even though I am now aware of how TikTok this is, <laughs> this is so fucking hard to correct. So many times I'm like, that's not nearly enough rice. Let's triple that only to find out that it was so much more than enough stupid fucking rice to begin with. Love the show. Yes, thank you, Kevin. Yeah, I do that too. I, I like to cook it all and then just have it and then never eat it again. I'll eat the thing once and then I'll fucking end up throwing it away. You can also freeze food. I've heard of people doing this. I don't do it because I find it to be disgusting, but people swear by it. They freeze food and then they're like, well, then you already have a meal later. I'm like, I'd rather just cook it again and be fresh. But whatever. I've got weird OCDs when it comes to bacteria and such. But there you go. Good for you, Kevin. Peeing in the pool. Cool dad here. This is going to blow your fucking minds. I really hope this helps some of your listeners. I didn't pee in a pool until I was 24 years old. Ooh, 100% believed, even as an adult, that pee turned chlorine blue or red or green or whatever color. Yes, this is a very common myth. Katie Morton and I talked about this, that they told you that when you were a kid, so you never did. It wasn't until one day I was day drinking with friends in an apartment complex that I learned the truth. After breaking the seal, I made the long walk back to the apartment five or six times to pee while not one single other person got out of the pool. <laughs> yeah, that's right i'm 28 now and i have to tell you summer is now my favorite time of year my life has become so much easier now that i don't have to get my fat ass out of the water just to take a leak sorry neighbors but i am now the pool pee champ <laughs> yep yeah you gotta do it you gotta do it oh, okay our son turns three next month and my wife and i are balls deep into potty training i can't decide what lie to tell him about peeing in the pool i don't want to traumatize him the way i was but i also don't want him to make a habit of peeing in the pool not yet anyway you have to earn that shit any advice yeah 
Um, A, don't stress about potty training. I don't know why. I have no idea why Americans are so hung up on toilet training. They're... For fucking some reason, there's so many books about it. And and I remember when I toilet trained Ellis the first time, you know, other moms were like, have you done it? What's going on? How do you do it? Do you? There was so much anxiety around it. There really doesn't need to be that much anxiety. I'll tell you what I did. Now my second one, Juju, he's just two months old and he just took a dump in the toilet yesterday, yesterday for the first time unprompted because we don't it wasn't a deal he saw his older brother do it but okay so for the first kid yeah around three you buy a little toilet those tiny ones on amazon there's a great one that flushes and then it goes hooray and it like celebrates flushing the the pee or the poo the fake flush but it's not a real toilet right it's just a little thing that gathers pee and poo and uh, no 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 just, just say toddler toilet that's a real toilet just toddler toilet um it's great they're fun and they watch you i i also and i don't know if this there there's one there's almost there you go so you get one of these um i let my kids watch me poo and pee because i can't i would be alone with them a lot and they saw what's going on and then you explain to them i'm peeing i'm pooing i'm wiping i'm doing da 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 there's great books actually i hate elmo but he's got a few great potty training books that explain the process elmo washes his hands and elmo refers to himself in fucking third person all the time which is so weird to me uh but anyway there's that and you just introduce the idea this is what pooping is this is what peeing is eventually they're not going to like the feeling of a wet diaper they're not they're going to start hiding when they poo around you that's how you can tell they're getting ready that's one pee is for potty that's a great book we got that one down they're going to start hiding when they poop and that's when you know they're kind of ready they're getting ready they're getting ready and i gotta say don't force it don't worry about it um, you can do the pants off method. I've heard of people just taking off the diaper entirely for a weekend and just making them go in the toilet. Um, I've heard that works very well. Uh, what we did, we transitioned to uh, pull-ups first with Ellis. That was very helpful to make them get used to the idea of wearing a pull-up, which is just a, a disposable diaper that feels like an underwear, right? It goes up and down. And then you just say to them one day, hey, guess what? We're not doing pull-ups anymore. We're going to wear underwear. And then you buy them cool underwear that they like. Now they're wearing underwear. And you say, well, if you feel like you have to pee or poo, you let us know. We're going to take you to the potty. So it's just a gradual thing, gradual thing. Don't shame them. Don't get all weird. They're going to regress. They're going to piss their pants. They're going to get their timing off. It's totally normal. And there you go. And then you shame them. You see your disgusting, dirty boy for soiling your pants. Just kidding. And then they're going to sleep with a night diaper too forever. You can't expect them to hold in their piss at night. Okay, here's another one. Oh, my name is Trevor. I moved in with my girlfriend and it took us living together for four years and my 30 years of life to find out you can reuse towels once you've used them to clean yourself. I've been washing them after drying myself once. That's crazy. Who does that? I'm the opposite. I would say I learned that you can wash towels because <laughs> I fucking don't care. What do you got? You guys are disgusting. Zolo, are you a towel overuser, washer? What do you do? Overuser for yeah. sure. Disgusting, yeah. right? Like my towel <laughs> has to smell horrific yeah. for me to wash it. Yeah, in the same way. I fucking don't care. I don't fucking care. I don't care. I really don't. I'm just such a pig. Um, okay, my Pajitsky effect is that I recently found out I can fill the gas tank in the car before the gas light turns on. 
like, no, I know I don't do that. You know, I wait. I wait until the light comes on. And then there's a feeling of panic that washes over me. Will I make it to the gas station or not? Who knows? That's always fun. Hi, Mommy. While well, my parents are sh- just shitty American parents, I realized I had my own Pajitsky effect. Ever since my two-year-old son was born, I realized I loved my hair when I washed it every two to three days, like many other women I work with. But... I thought they kept their hair so straight because they went to bed with their hair down and just sweat the shit out of it. What? To keep it straight? Okay. So my dumb ass was going to bed with my hair down, sweating my female balls out every night to keep my hair straight. It wasn't until three weeks ago I flipped the fuck out waking up late and my hair was up in a bun and a non-wash day and went, fuck it, now I have to wash my hair. Then realized I could just fucking wash my body and re-straighten my hair oh right i can finally go to bed happy knowing i did right so basically she's saying that you can you, <laughs> you can use hair straightener for freshly washed hair and non-washed hair there you go who the fuck knew basically you don't have to wash your hair every time you take a shower you can use dry shampoo that's another revelation i didn't have until much later in life too all right i'm gonna do one more and then we're gonna wrap this shit up bro um oh this is funny I just had a Pajitsky effect. Since working from home, my, quote, desk, also the kitchen table, is a mess. I've been moving around two different notepads with different lists of tasks. Just realized I could combine all my tasks onto one notepad and declutter my desk. Wow. Right. It's so funny how we get stuck doing one thing. Oh, this is so funny. Okay. No, I don't want to read that one because then people are going to fucking keep writing in about it. It took me till I was 25 and now my husband took me out to nice restaurants to realize that I could spend more than about $10 on a nice meal. (laughs) We've turned our anniversary into a reason to experience expensive foods and restaurants. I still glance through the prices to find the cheapest option to my husband's dismay. Old habits are hard to kick. Thank you, Jessica. Yes, I had that habit too for the longest time where I would go to a restaurant and then like automatically get the cheapest thing and an appetizer, fucking forget about it. Like who do you think you are to order food before the food? Because my parents thought that was completely outrageous to do such a thing. So there you go. Leave me a voicemail. 213-375-5184. I want to know who your weirdest, horniest child crush was. Um, who was your first crush? I think from for me, I said it was Mighty Mouse. Was it the Little Mermaid? Whoever. Uh, send me a picture of Aaron Carter's dong if you can find that on the internet. Because I didn't get to see this jerk sesh, but I did get to hear about it. Um, yeah. And I, you know what I want to know, too? Tell me the truth. Do you think this gender reveal stuff is as charged as you think? Am I crazy? Am I being too old school here that that I think this is a little overboard and a little silly? Or is it? Am I just out of touch? Let me know if I'm out of touch. Email me at where my mom's at at gmail.com. Leave me a voicemail two one three three seven five five one eight four. And that's it, guys. We're going back to our um, crazy apocalyptic existence outside. Hopefully L.A. won't burn down <laughs> until next week. All right. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. I love you. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P.